Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of SMB Tech Talk. This is Sandy Ono, and today I'm joined by Kevin Easterwood, Senior Director of America's Marketing. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Sandy. How are you? Doing good. Kevin, we got a great topic today about cloud experience. I know that HP recently did a primary research study devoted to the cloud. Can you tell us a little bit more about the study and its objectives? Oh, certainly. So the cloud and all its various flavors, be it public cloud, private cloud, hybrid, etc., as you know, Sandy, has become an essential ingredient in today's digital transformation efforts. Unfortunately, it can be a complex animal for any organization to tackle in the context of driving IT strategies designed to support the needs of the business. Strategic imperatives, technology decisions, multiple stakeholders across the organization, and of course, cost implications all add up to a significant jigsaw puzzle that today's companies need to solve to ensure they're reaping the maximum business value from their investments. Now, to be clear, the overall objective of this study was not to pit public cloud versus private cloud or anything like that. It was designed really to build an understanding of the respondents' mental models around the cloud. So how do they think about it? What are their attitudes about it? Where are workloads headed? Even what kind of IT waste companies are unintentionally experiencing by not optimizing their overall IT estate. So with this in mind, we set out to uncover these attitudes, these perceptions, and even misconceptions in the market when it comes to the cloud, no matter the flavor across the entire IT infrastructure. So to get there, we surveyed almost 5,000 IT decision makers, line of business decision makers, data scientists, and developers across 10 countries representing various verticals and organization sizes. That's certainly so well put, Kevin, because so often our customers are faced with the challenge of go be a cloud-first strategy, and there's so many different approaches you can take. And like you said, it's not about this cloud or another cloud, but rather what's the important objectives and outcomes you're trying to achieve and what's the best way to approach that. As we looked at this study, what were some of the key findings that you discovered? Oh, so four key takeaways that we got from the study. The first one. Probably no surprise, but the market largely believes that public cloud reduces their overall burden, reduces barriers, and speeds their digital transformation journey. But interestingly, we found a small cohort of around 20% that's actually starting to push back on public cloud, primarily due to things like cost and data accessibility challenges. This cohort is advocating bringing more workloads back on-prem to create a hybrid experience with on-prem as the lead in the equation. So while it's a minority, we're starting to see a bit of a fracture happen. This minority tends to be those who are writing the checks for the services, more of the business decision makers and those in the C-suite who are starting to question some of the trade-offs with public cloud. Now in the SMB space, IT decision makers in particular see public cloud as much more difficult to implement indicating concerns with resource burden and lifting and shifting to the public cloud. It's navigating these complexities has become a real challenge for this cohort specifically. The second finding is that companies are wasting IT budget through over-provisioning cloud and under-utilizing their on-prem infrastructure. The stakeholders indicated that they waste on average about 15% of their IT budget 
are around $15 million on misaligned infrastructure. Now, this is an average across all company types. In the SMB space specifically, depending on the size of the organization, we found on average around 9% of sub-optimized IT spend. Now, we actually believe this to be a conservative value as respondents tend to underestimate things like this when they're asked to self-report. And given that this is self-reported data, we believe IT waste caused by sub-optimized IT resources is at least this high. The third key finding, we looked at workload migration to understand where workloads are currently residing and what it would look like over time with movement. So the anticipated shifts to on-prem are primarily driven by bringing back commodity workloads such as enterprise IT infrastructure and management, app dev test, and remote collaboration. And the fourth key finding, we explored data mining and AI and ML tools as well including where data scientists see their data best being used. Now, one of the potential blockers for moving back on-prem that was found is the prevalence of data mining and AI and ML tools in the public cloud. There's a global belief here that we found that the tools and scale provided in public cloud are superior and worth the increased costs. However, this cohort of data scientists and developers are also starting to indicate a realization that data egress is becoming a real concern, especially from a cost perspective. That's some um, very interesting findings. I mean, this notion of IT waste, I don't think anybody sets out to create waste. So sometimes that's hard to estimate. But to your point, this notion of over-provisioning, right? Whether you're just being cautious and you end up over-provisioning or the movement of data and applications to and from ends up costing more those are certainly the things that are to be cognizant about. Kevin, you mentioned a little bit about this small cohort, about 20% that's starting to push back. Now, the way I always think about it is that the public cloud probably wasn't built for everything. Tell me more about this 20%. What are they starting to realize? Yeah, sure thing. Now, just a reminder, a key objective across this study was to begin to understand the way that the respondents think about cloud, right? Their mindset when it comes to cloud. And I don't think it comes as a surprise that the majority of the market believes in the benefits of the public cloud, especially as it enables accessibility, openness, and rapid transformation, thanks to being freed from managing these day-to-day resources. And perhaps not surprisingly, movement to public cloud has been accelerating in large part due to the impact of COVID. But even among those that are still pushing to the cloud, the world will remain largely hybrid with diverse infrastructure portfolios. However, as we mentioned, we're beginning to see some pushback, primarily in areas like total cost of ownership, security, and data accessibility. So we probed a bit deeper here to understand what this 20% cohort actually believes. So first of all, they believe the public cloud costs too much. They're 30% more likely to say that the public cloud has a higher total cost of ownership. They believe that the public cloud is actually more work. This cohort is 60% more likely to say that they believe the difficulty in lifting and shifting means that they should retain more of their infrastructure in their on-premise state. Next, they feel the public cloud traps their data. They are 50% more likely to believe that their data is less accessible in the public cloud. When it comes to the question of closed versus open, this group is 30% more likely to feel the public cloud is more closed overall. 
This cohort also believes that on-prem technology providers should drive the future of hybrid IT. And finally, they're willing to be bold. Now, what do I mean by that? They're 30% more likely to say that their opinions around public cloud, for example, their drawbacks related to cost, egress, et cetera, that those opinions would be considered controversial within their own company. Perhaps this is due to organizational mandates around where workloads should reside, but whatever the reason, given that they feel this way, they may be less inclined to articulate their beliefs to others. Well, it's really interesting, right? Because I think part of that boldness is a lot of companies, as it's been talked about, have invested a lot in digital transformation, invested a lot in cloud, but yet many are still kind of falling behind. I think the stat I read the other day is like 67% of CEOs still feel like they're not fast enough to be able to get the value out of their investments in cloud. So I can easily see how if you are in this camp of the 20%, whether you see that the data is in disarray or you see the migration headache of having to move the apps and the data, that you may need to stick your neck out a little in the midst of the organization to be able to express what is the next step. Very interesting. So Kevin, let's talk a little bit and go back to this notion of IT waste. I'm not surprised to hear that you found that some folks are seeing themselves being over-provisioning, but this notion of 15% of an organization's IT budget may be wasted inadvertently, right? Not on purpose. That's not a small number. But what's behind that number that we found? No, 15% is not a small number. And as a reminder, in SMB specifically, this number was 9%, still a significant portion of budget to waste, especially in organizations of that size. To uncover this, we included a battery of questions designed to help us quantify the amount of IT waste that organizations are unintentionally experiencing through sub-optimized IT spend across their various cloud estates. And to your point, Sandy, you're right. This is not on purpose. As we mentioned up front, the cloud's a complex beast. So we asked respondents to self-report. How much of your infrastructure is actively being used on a typical day versus is not being used on a typical day. And we asked this across their public cloud and on-prem environments. And what we found was essentially about a third in each case. So a third of public cloud resources and a third of on-prem resources were reflected as being unused on a typical day. So we start to look at what the impact of this is based on questions we asked around what's your current IT budget, and what we found was this waste of about 15% on average, which comes to roughly 15 million US dollars per year. Now, we were initially surprised by the fact that a third of capacity is going unused on any given day. So we went back out to the field to not only validate these results, but more importantly, to understand the reasons why. So this time we got a little bit more granular with the respondents, asking them, to reflect how much of their compute capacity and storage is utilized again on a typical day across their different environments. So the second phase validated the findings from phase one that most organizations are utilizing limited portions of their capacity on a typical day. But what got really interesting was when we asked them to identify the top three reasons why is your organization carrying more capacity than is required for day-to-day -day operations. It's interesting because we found the reasons were strikingly similar across both the states. Now, backup and recovery was reflected as the number one reason across both public cloud and on-prem. 
this was followed by provisioning for peak requirements that are often underutilized and by difficulty in anticipating demand. And while it's not a surprise to see backup and recovery make the top three, and it made the top three at 43% and 47% across public and private cloud respectively, I mean, given the essential nature of this function, it is interesting though to notice that around 60% of respondents didn't include this in their top three reasons. All the other reasons for this unused capacity reflect the inability of the organization to anticipate demand, their inability to maintain visibility to consumption or effectively plan for their needs. All essentially what I like to call Sandy human reasons. The cloud has become this instrumental component in driving digital transformation for organizations around the world. However, as we've talked about, multi-cloud environments can rapidly become pretty complex beasts, leading to sub-optimized architectures and misaligned spending highlighting the real need for advanced visibility and management capabilities across their entire IT estate. So true, right? These human reasons, not intentional, but really adds the complexity of your estate, whether it's this cloud, hybrid cloud, something in the middle that really become these reasons that you don't anticipate, to your point, Kevin. Well, this is great, Kevin. Such insightful things that came out of this study. How can our listeners learn more about the study and the results? Well, I'll tell you what, taking the cloud assessment is a great place to start. You can answer some of the same survey questions the respondents of this study completed. You can then compare your answers to your peers and see where they are within the industry and how you benchmark against them. You can even dig deeper into the insights with a dynamic report where you can slice and dice the data to fit your region, your role, your industry vertical. Um, to really gain an accurate picture of what your peers are saying and how that compares to the way that you think about it. It's a great way to benchmark your thinking across 5,000 other global IT and line of business decision makers, and then understand the strategies that are right for you. The best place to go see this and take this assessment, you go to hpe.com, click on the search bar and type in cloud assessment, and then it will present itself for you. Thanks so much for your insights, Kevin. Absolutely, Sandy. Thank you. And for those of you who are looking to learn more, again, that's go to hpe.com and search for cloud assessment. 